Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. This is the award-winning car talk show, In Wheel Time, your weekly go-to all-things automotive place. Howdy along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong, Jeff Zekins right off camera over there. I'm Don Armstrong. Glad you could join us this morning. So we're going to kind of switch gears here. We're going to talk to Daryl Burris, and he is head of the uh, HCC, Houston Community College Automotive Program. Daryl, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, everyone. How you doing? Happy New Year. Well, we're <laughs> wow. Well, we're doing well. Thank you very much. And uh, apparently, you are too. Yes, thank you very much. I'm honored to be here. Well, it's we're really glad that you are here, and uh, we wanted to talk to you today. Uh, well, a little bit about everything with the HCC Automotive Program, and I didn't really. I guess I did, but I. For lack of a better term, let's talk about it and how long has the program been around and uh, how big is the program? Uh, the program has been around roughly about 40-some years. Uh, it originally started at the um, uh, Northland campus that used to be a Chrysler dealership. Uh, and I'm not a Houstonian, so I don't have the whole history of that. Uh, but the Northland campus at uh, Airline in 45 was the inception of the automotive program. We do offer a certificate program as well as a uh, degree program. Just depends on which uh, direction or how in-depth the student wants to get into uh, this industry. And, Daryl, uh, so what's the difference between the two? A certificate program means that a student can register and attend classes that they desire. And once they complete those classes, uh, they will get a certificate of that particular class. Uh, a degree uh, student can go all the way through the program, including what we call the co-op, which is more of a retail uh, type learning about uh, the service industry, service writing, uh, customer, uh, a lot of the business management part of the industry, and they'll get a degree where they can actually not only be a technician, but they can take that degree and work towards being a uh, maybe a general manager, uh, service manager, something of that nature if they choose. Yeah, and, and uh, Houston Community College, they do a real nice job. Um, my Most of my association has been with the airline uh, location uh, with uh, uh, David Vogel and stuff and the Mike Cleveland and that whole crew you have there. And you guys have been – that's been very active for a long time, and you've actually put some pretty skilled people out in the field. I know you've got some uh, shop foremans and service managers out in the dealership world that actually came through your program, but you're also uh, starting to grow your – uh, Northeast campus as well. Tell That's us a little correct. bit about that, because you guys just built that about two years ago. Yeah. Um, I originally opened the North Forest campus in August of last year. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, the very first class in that uh, facility uh, just graduated in May. So uh, a lot of the Students that came through my first class, I'm still in contact with. Uh, several of them are at our local dealerships uh, here in Houston. Right. Uh, I do have one in Brownsville. 
Uh, I have a couple students in San Antonio in the dealership. So uh, we're trying to put out uh, a well-trained product in this fast-growing industry. Uh, North Forest, I want to call the state of the art. We have most of the newer equipment that students are going to see in the field in our facility. Uh, a lot of the students that come in, number one, they signed up for this. So their commitment and their passion is definitely in learning the trade of today. Uh, I'm an old technician, so I've been in this business over 40 years. Hey, I resemble that, that remark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old yet, so don't start. <laughs> Uh, but if you know that uh, the way technology is moving, uh, the old adage of, you know, quit one job, put the wheels on the toolbox, roll it down the street, grab yes. another one. Uh, dealerships especially are having an awesome hard time trying to get uh, qualified technicians to work on these complicated vehicles. So true. Um, one of the big things that I want to introduce, if I may have a chance, uh, we also expanded our program to where we have four manufacturers on board. And I want to congratulate Ford just stepped up with their new ACE program for HCC. Congratulations. Which, uh, which allows the students to actually train under the manufacturer's guidelines to prepare them to go directly into a dealership with certifications. Uh, you have to have certifications to do warranty work in a dealership. So this kind of jumpstarts that potential student to where the dealer can almost put him directly on the floor and get him rocking and rolling to where it used to be they have to spend six, eight months uh, just doing the theory work and just doing the certification work. Right. Yeah, because... Uh, now we have it done here. And, and my experience with your... With your uh uh, school out there is your objective is to create a technician that is revenue generating for the dealership right off the bat. You know, you're not, Absolutely. yeah, you're, you know, it's not about getting a student to go through the class and then they're pushing a broom for six weeks at the dealership. Your level of education is teaching that student enough to go to work at a dealership to really get started right on the cars. They still need some more training, which, believe me, I've been in the industry for 50 years now, and you're always getting training. There's always something oh, to absolutely. learn. You, uh, but You have to keep up with it. And if you don't, you get behind real fast. Oh, I'm, an, I'm a professor instructor, and uh, my daily task is to uh, always research what's going on with the manufacturers today. Uh, just kind of a, a thought here. Uh, Ford has recently stated, and GM as well, that by 2025, they want 30% of their fleet uh, to be electrical. So, you know, with the... Uh, fossil fuel kind of going away a little bit, that's going to change the whole direction of training uh, for the students to learn how to work on these hybrid vehicles. That's a whole new inception to this industry. Yeah, and a, uh, and, and a big part of that training on the electrification of vehicles is safety because uh, one of those would jump out and bite you and you're just going to lay there on the ground and twitch for 20 minutes. <laughs> <you know>? Oh, <laughs> 
with if you can remember where you're at. Right. So uh, without a doubt. Another thing I know about Houston Community College, you have a relationship where you offer scholarship programs for uh, a, a collection of the Houston high schools uh, to yes. come into Houston Community College. And I think that's great because it's offering career opportunities to those high school programs, kind of continuous, where they learn so much in the high school program and it transfers over into the community college program. That was my question also. Well, you got an aspiring student in high school that has different avenues in front of them when they graduate. How do you uh, convince them or have them go into into your program? Well, we have what we call the dual credit program, which is what uh, he just indicated. Uh, the dual credit program allows the students, uh, instead of walking in after they graduate high school, actually come to the college and start their training early. So when they graduate, if that's something they want to pursue, then a lot of the groundwork has already been taken care of and they can move uh, much more swiftly right. through the program because they've got some of that basic training and theory out of the way. Uh, students in high school, uh, as we were, are just kind of up in the air. I don't know what I really want to do. And uh, especially today, I've learned to incorporate what the interests of our young people are, which is video games. Our vehicles are falling into that particular realm because a scan tool, if you kind of play with it a little bit, it's like a video game. You have all this information scrolling right in front of you of what the actual operation of the vehicle is. Uh, preaching that to the student gains their interest of today's young minds in order to get them to understand, um, you know, just taking that part off and putting that part on don't necessarily fix the car. Right. So a lot of them are coming in now with the understanding that uh, I want to be able to get on that scan tool and learn what all those parameters are and how to work with them, what's related to who. And that's part of my teaching. And, and, uh, and to kind of identify when something's a little bit out of whack, why it's out of whack and how it truly affects so many other things in the vehicle. You know? Oh, absolutely. Um, one of my speeches when we first come into class, if you know how it works, you can fix it. Right. If you don't know how it works, you're just going to throw parts at it. And, and, and a lot of times I explain that. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, Daryl throwing parts at it in uh, today's world is very very expensive, very very quickly because oh, you know when you're talking about throwing modules and stuff at a car, trying to fix it, it's thousands of dollars at a time, and it takes yes. it takes a skilled diagnostician to work on today's cars. The shade tree mechanic can still do some things, but when it comes to uh, today's fuel injection, integrated electronic systems, analog brakes, and such, it's very, very difficult to diagnose one without the proper tools. And uh, Houston Community College made huge investment in all of those uh, tools to help the technicians. Absolutely. Uh, we have just about uh, uh, all the current and latest uh, equipment uh, including scan tools. And since we have our manufacturers coming on board, they're actually uh, donating some of the manufacturer scan tools that get more in depth with their particular brand, uh, such as Audi and Subaru and Toyota, uh, that gets much further in depth with the vehicle than what Snap-on or Mac or Autel can actually perform. 
So the students get a lot of the uh, Intel training that they would need to be successful in today's market. Daryl, how many students in all do you have in the HCC automotive system? Uh, right now, off the top of my head, we're probably ranging in the four or 500 wow. uh, student count, uh, including the diesel program, the collision program, and the automotive program. Uh, on an average, we used to run, uh, before COVID ran rampant, uh, we would average 16, 18 students per class in the automotive. Uh, Diesels was running about the same in our diesel program. Collision usually was a little bit less because that's a specialty area where students pretty much want to paint cars. They don't actually want to service them. So that was usually a little bit less as far as student count, but we want to get that up as well. Uh, since COVID, we have a waiting list, but we can only allow at a maximum of about 12 students per class. Well, wow. Just so for the proper we're still social trying, distancing. Yeah, we're still trying to put a quality product uh, out in the field for our, uh, our business partners, our dealers, and the mom and pop shops. Uh, but I got a feeling as soon as this COVID uh, comes to a controlled uh, environment, uh, the field of automotive diesel is going to explode because we've lost a lot of people. I hate to say it, we've lost a lot of people uh, due to this pandemic, and we've got to fill those places. Right. So uh, our, our um, uh, agenda is to make sure that we're doing all we can uh, to prepare our students for what's available and what's coming uh, out in the field and keep them current. Daryl, how do you guys compete with uh, the other automotive programs that are out there, the commercial ones? Uh, I mean, can you compete head on with them? I mean, is it cheaper? Oh, absolutely. Is it cheaper? Oh, absolutely. Is it cheaper to go to HCC as opposed to some of the other uh, colleges out? Well, I won't mention the other college that I was at. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> but um, one of the advantages that I like is that uh, during the training at HCC, you know as well as I do, when you work on your own vehicle, you want to do top-notch work. When you work on a training vehicle, uh, well, I don't care. I left the bolts out, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, using students' vehicles allows HCC two things. One, they can keep the cost down because they don't have to uh, maintain training vehicles uh, now, we do have some trainers, but most of them are usually student vehicles. And I allow students to participate on working on the vehicles within the realm of the class that they're in. So, example, if you're doing brakes, I'll allow you to do brakes on your vehicle. You're driving that vehicle, so you're going to pay much more detailed attention to what you're doing and understand the learning of making sure that, that vehicle, when it's completed, you can drive it home. So the learning that we use with that aspect saves the school a lot of money, and it also helps the student be more in tune to what's going on. And and take a greater level of responsibility of what they're oh. doing to make sure they do it right. And I, you know, you know, and I've, like I said, I've been out to the, the school quite a few times, not since COVID, but uh, you're the instructor integration with the student there. You're not 
in a class of 45 or 50 students as there may be in some of the other uh, uh, schools out there. You guys are a little smaller group, so you have a much more hands-on relationship with the students, and I, I like that Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you have to give them that uh, – uh, you can't really give them one-on-one, no. but you can give them one-on-three. And right. one-on-three is much more effective, uh, I feel – because if I get to one, he's going to help me get to the other two. And you'd be surprised how students uh, adjust to each other, and then all three will adjust to the instructor. Yeah, they feed off uh, each other. When you have a large class, typically you have that motivated student, you have that student that don't understand, and you got that lazy student in the back, and he's going to draw down everybody because he's going to complain. Um, our North Forest uh, facility uh, which is the newest facility. And it's the gorgeous. Way that I've had, yeah, North Forest, which is at uh, Little York and Homestead. Uh, the way I have it set up, uh, I have enough area to where I can put students on teams of three, and each one of them will have a task. And it has been tremendously effective of them walking out of the class with a uh, mindset I've learned something today. Well, the, the nice thing about your North Forest facility is uh, um, it's like working at a dealership because the facility's that new, it's that clean, your equipment is that new, and it's that up-to-date. Um, it's it's really very, very nice. The other thing you guys do, and I think you do a real good job of, and me with BG has been involved in it through the years, is you do a work fair uh, now, you didn't do it this year in COVID, but you right. generally do a work fair, which is to bring the local businesses in to interview your students, to get to know them so that they can come out and basically get a job, a full-time job. Kind of like job. a job yes. fair. But it yeah. Is, yeah, it's very much a job yeah. fair. Yeah, and the one thing that uh, we preach to the students religiously, uh, when these guys come to the job fairs or our career fairs, they're coming to hire. They're not coming to give a presentation or give a speech. They're coming to hire. They're looking for qualified students uh, to employ. Uh, a lot of the dealers are now doing what they call second chance. So that student, because he had a little issue in his earlier life, uh, a lot of those, uh, the manufacturers, the dealers, the locals, they're having what they call second chance forgiveness. They're giving the students that opportunity to change his life around, uh, and they're employing them. Uh, we just had Tommy Vaughn step up as one of our sponsors, which is going to be our largest uh, dealership locally, and he stepped up in a big way, and he's already announced that uh, he wants some of our students in that program to put in his dealership uh, because of the load of business that he has. So my job right now is to get those students registered and get them trained as highly as I can to get them to him so he can get uh, those guys on the floor and get them working. Well, Daryl, we really appreciate it very much. How can somebody look into uh, uh, coming to HCCS? Is it hccs.edu? Would that That's be correct. the easiest way for somebody to look the into the program? The easiest way is uh, uh, go to our website, www.hccs. Uh, .edu. Uh, it'll pull you up and it has uh, our registration instructions. It has uh, uh, what the courses are about, what courses we offer, what campuses. Uh, students have an opportunity to apply for scholarships. Uh, there's just a whole host of 
uh, information and assistance for students to come to the college, uh, prepare themselves, and go after their career that they're desiring. So well, we welcome anybody to come by the campus or just get on the website and check us out. Thanks, Dow. We really appreciate what you guys do for the community, for the automotive community here in Houston as well. And thanks for coming on the show. I'll be out there to see you here uh, shortly. Hey, you're welcome. I appreciate it, gentlemen. Thank you for the opportunity. Happy New Year to everyone. Be, be sure and tell all of your students to tune in to the In Wheel Time Car Show. You got it, my friend. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Daryl. It's great to talk to you. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us here today on the In Wheel Time Car Show. Time now for our this hour's feature, This Week in Auto History, and Conrad always does such a great job of that. In uh, This Week in Automotive News, uh, the editorial page of the New York Times in 1899 termed the phrase automobile for the I first remember time. that. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh-huh. <laughs> In 1917, the New York Auto Show, Studebaker unveiled its touring sedan that was entirely gold-plated. That's the wow. only picture I could find of it. But and that it's in car black was and white. Gold-plated. That's just another Studebaker there that's similar to it. Just uh, the no. Studebaker Corporation announced that it would no longer build farm wagons, and in, in, in that it started in 1852, uh, and now it was only going to be building uh, automobiles. In 1924, Walter Chrysler, a General Motors executive who'd pioneered the introduction of all steel bodies, uh, departed and started Chrysler Corporation as he breathed life into the failing Maxwell Motor Company. Look at those wheels. I like the wheels. The wires, yeah. So, uh, and then the Maxwell Motor Company was later renamed into the Chrysler Corporation. In 1926, General Motors introduced the Pontiac brand on this day. Uh, and in 1937, Nash Motors, you can see there, joined with Kelvinator Corporation and built that green refrigerator. No, I'm just joking. Uh, and manufactured high, uh, uh, and joined Nash and Kelvinator together. And that I thought that was a gorgeous Nash. It wood. is. It looks yeah, like a yeah. refrigerator I once saw. <laughs> uh, and then again, in 1994. Chrysler introduced the Neon. That should be the next picture up. There and it is. the Chrysler Neon, and Good. then all the derivatives of that, was you actually they, quite a successful I was just going to say, they sold the heck out of those yeah. things. They did. And in popular. the car community, they're referred to as Skittles because they had such a wild collection of colors of those Chrysler Neons. And then in 1996, General Motors announced that it would re- uh, release the electric car, <laughs> the EV1, the show car's name of this was the GM Impact. Probably not a good name for an automobile was Impact, uh, but the uh, GM's first electric vehicle, and they had done that only on a lease basis. They never actually sold them, uh, and the when they closed out the lease on them, GM collected all of them back. I believe it was the lieutenant governor of the state of Texas today. He and I have known each other for a long, long time. Mr. Patrick. Uh-huh. And he actually somehow or another got a loan of this vehicle. And I had told him, I really? said, you know, Dan, I don't think that there's ever been an uglier car <laughs> in my entire life. And Jay Leno is actually one of the very few people that GM allowed to keep them. they the, crushed all the, the rest of them. of the lease, right. And those that are watching, we're going to have a test on this schematic next week. Yeah, that's but right. But if you think about it, 96, 24 years ago, GM released a full electric vehicle to the industry. And they're going to turn around and they're trying to electrify the... Uh, 
the rest of the fleet here, and I know you've got some more headlines. Well, to actually, go with uh, it just came out that General Motors, starting next week, is going to redefine its corporate image and marketing strategy to better align with a commitment to electrification. And uh, the new corporate marketing strategy will be centered on electric vehicles. You ready? Yep. And the GM logo will be modernized with a sky blue hue and lowercase letters, as you can see here. Can we go back to that? Yeah, absolutely. Let's leave it up there just for a second. So the one on the left is the current one that's been around for decades. The new one is on the right. Now. Uh, the campaign called Everybody In focuses on accelerating EV. You can go back to it. It's okay. All right. Just put it up and leave it up, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Jeff's wanting to move Take on. Take your and hands I'm not. off the button. Yeah. <laughs> My fingers are cold and the button is not working. Uh-huh. <laughs> or is it the button sticking to your fi- Never mind. Uh, focuses on accelerating EV adoption, demonstrating GM's EV plans, and highlighting GM's proprietary Altium battery platform. Um, Spokesperson described the media support behind the campaign as very significant, but declined to uh, actually provide details about it. The person familiar with the campaign told AdAge that it will be supported with a Super Bowl ad. Uh, GM plans to launch a rebranded website also on Monday. That ought to be something to see to share the latest information on its electrification. And you'll notice that the, uh, the emphasis on the M. On the new logo. The one on the right. The one on the right. Uh, If you look at it in kind of a different way, it looks like an electrical plug. So are they going to offer the adapter so you have the three-pronged plug in there? I knew you were going to go point? there. Uh-huh. Make it look like a... Make it look like a uh, Mike's turning his head sideways. I'm, try, to I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get that... You're sick. You know, a man can't even do a decent story around here with you clowns. Squirrel. Jacking around. <laughs> but that, that's our nature, isn't it? Well, think about how much we talked about this before the show started. Think about how much money GM is going to spend to launch the new logo. Oh, my God. You know, and how much they're going to spend on electrifying their entire fleet. Well, again, the, the electrification, if they do it right, it's all going to be about what I call the skateboard platform. So they build a couple of different size skateboards and pop different bodies on top of it. SUV, CUV, pickup truck, car, small car, van, delivery vehicle, all go on basically the same uh, skateboard platform. Hey, I want to remind everybody the In Wheel Time Car Show streams on Facebook, YouTube, and InWheelTime.com. Podcasts available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon, and Podcast Addict. In Wheel Time Car Show continues after this quick break. Texas Truck Works is your go-to truck customizer. From mild-to-wild lift kits, custom wheels and steering and handling enhancements, to the best personal and commercial wraps, Texas Truck Works delivers. Let Texas Truck Works founder Scott Stevens help you get the most out of your truck or Jeep. Texas Truck Works has decades of customizing experience, including power adders and complete engine swaps. Let the Texas Truck Works team design an upgrade plan that fits your budget. Get truck attitude today at texastruckworks.com. 
Tailpipes and Tacos is Houston's premier cruise-in, and you're invited to join in. Whether you're a cruiser or a spectator, Tailpipes and Tacos is the place to enjoy made-to-order breakfast tacos, fresh coffee, and mingle with Houston's fun car people. Mark your calendar for Saturday, January 16th for Tailpipes and Tacos at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant in Katy, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tailpipes and Tacos is free, and everyone is invited. You'll see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals, and resto mods all at one location. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in a friends and family event. The Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10 and Katy. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Loopy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in, tailpipes and tacos, Saturday, January 16th, 8 to 11 a.m. at Loopy's in Katy. The in-real time car show will be there too. Get your ride ready and we'll see you at the tailpipes and tacos Saturday morning cruise in, January 16th, 8 to 11 a.m. at Loopy's in Katy, weather permitting. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.